You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. All right, so our second episode of Players vs. Pixels. Oh, um, yeah. I am Chris. And I am Richard. And we are the people that bring you Players vs. Pixels. Uh, last week, we totally forgot to introduce ourselves. But I oh, mean, yeah, we did. It, this is our first episode, so things were bound to slip through the cracks. Sure. We should probably also mention that Players vs. Pixels is presented to you by Geek Elite Radio. Yes, we Which should sure. not forget that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure most people probably caught that, you know, listening to the intro of the show, but, you know, just to, just to uh, do a little housekeeping and clarify what is going on. Yeah, exactly. We'll just just in again. case. Why not? And with that being said, I would say let's start our show off um, with the news. So, seeing Sweet. as how you uh, typically are more of the the newser, I guess the newsy. <laughs> Buy me last pipe, sir. Um, we'll let you uh, go ahead and uh, kick us off with some news. What it, what, what uh, has jumped out at you this week in gaming? All right. Um, well. First of all, the uh, PlayStation, for PlayStation Plus, they have brought back the uh, vote for the PlayStation 4 uh, free indie game uh, for March. So up for vote, they have a game called Action Hank with an E. Uh, It looks a lot like Joe Danger if you're familiar with that game um you're basically like an old action star action figure um who's like past his prime and has like a beer gut and stuff which is kind of funny um i guess some other villainous action figure has like stolen something from you so you're running through these levels that are basically like um some child's room so you're running around jumping over building blocks and like sliding on uh like hot wheels race tracks to get to the end of the level in a certain amount of time um so that looks interesting then next we have assault android cactus uh, which is like a twin stick shooter, but it's you play as like little android people running around like a spaceship shooting. So that's kind of cool. And then there's Broforce, which if people aren't aware of this game, it's very much like the old Contra or... Um, Metal Slug, that sort of game, like you're running around shooting. Uh, it's very pixelated, and like the theme of the game is like 80s action star. So, like, every character in it is like an 80s action star. They have like uh, the Terminator and like Highlander and all that kind of stuff, but they call them 
different things like I can't even think of it but they throw in bro with everything because why not right that's kind of like a side-scrolling shooter yeah for for lack of you know more elaborate terms yeah very over the top as well though um so yeah so did you already cast your vote have you already voted i have not yet nice and actually the last time that they did this vote i didn't get a chance to cast my vote for that either because i forgot oh well that's no good yeah did you vote the last time they did this a few months ago you know i uh hmm i don't recall between grow home armello and oh yeah i did i voted on grow home yeah, that's true. Oh, okay. I did. Do, I did. I did vote on that. Actually, I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah, I think I've already voted on this one too. I think I. I'm pretty sure I voted. I threw down for Broforce if I remember correctly. Nice. That one will probably get my vote as well if I remember to vote this time. Um, although Action Hank is a close second for me because it just looks like a good time yeah i would i would totally agree with you i just uh i i didn't i've never heard of that so when you mentioned it right now i was like oh that actually sounds pretty cool yeah like it the the art style and stuff looks really good too oh nice that's that's freaking awesome then yeah i'll definitely have to give it a i'll, I'll definitely have to give it a look and check it out I, I mean i think it's kind of already late because i voted on it which is fine i'm totally fine with bro force because it looks really cool too but i might also have to go back and actually pick up uh was it danger hank is that what you said action hank yeah so action might hank. actually have to go back and pick up action hank and check it out it sounds pretty sweet yeah um hearthstone have, have you played hearthstone at uh, all yet you, you know funny story about that i've downloaded it i have it on both <laughs> my uh my computer and my mobile device and no i still have i still haven't <laughs> played any of it and i'm really embarrassed to say that because i've wanted to check it out for so long i've heard so many great things about it it's it's got a huge following now you know and and it's you know we both play um you know uh, magic and um you know so it is something that's definitely right up our alley but and and we've talked about it a couple of times about wanting to actually uh, play and stuff like that well you have played but i mean we talked about playing against each other a couple of times and just right. it's just never happened uh, unfortunately <laughs> but uh but yeah so uh I, i'm assuming there's hearthstone uh news then there is okay what's um, what's happening in the world be, of, of hearthstone they're going to be changing up some things um later this spring okay uh, so hearthstone is very similar to magic the gathering mm-hmm. in a lot of ways and it's about to become even more similar oh my. they're adding basically a standard uh tournament type play which if you play magic you're familiar with what that concept is which is they take the last couple expansions of the game and those are the only cards that you can use when you play that game type they'll also have um like a legacy type um, game type, which will be everything up until that point. Um, But yeah, Hearthstone keeps expanding. 
very rapidly. They keep adding a lot more cards, so it's a good idea that they're doing this because there's no way that anybody will be able to catch up with all of this stuff if they are new to the game. Right, and that's kind of uh, and that's kind of my issue with magic in and of itself. Right, is I love magic. It's super super fun. It's so awesome. I've I've played it, God, probably ever since the nineties. But the problem with it is, is especially now, it's so hard to keep up with it. Like there is so many new cards. It's constantly evolving. Uh, you know, they've made some really big changes to the releases with the expansions and things like that. So. I, like I love magic, but yeah, it's so hard to keep up with and stay current and relevant with. And so it's it's kind of I guess good news then that they're doing something to kind of combat that a little bit with Hearthstone from the sound of it. So I mean, I think that's maybe a really smart move. Yeah, but the thing that really got me excited about this whole announcement is they're going to be adding more deck slots. So right now in Hearthstone, Mm -hmm. you have the standard decks that everybody starts with, and then you can add a custom deck for each um, class, each hero. So there's nine heroes, so you can have a custom deck for each one of them. Um, But only one. So if you want to change up your deck for something, you have to delete the deck you have right now and then make a new one ouch which yeah it's kind of a pain in the ass but it sounds like that yeah they're doubling that so you'll have two for each hero now do you feel personally that's a little more utility i you know i don't i think that it should be at least three but i mean two i can deal with like Cause I know will give me one that I can just make whatever I need to make for a situation because they have, uh, like single player Mm -hmm. things that you can play through little in game tournaments and win new cards with each expansion, which that's where, you know, you would need a certain deck for a certain situation. Right. Well, that's what I was going to say is I know like, for me and and you, if I'm not mistaken here, one of the biggest things with, with MTG, or Magic rather, was like being able to brew your own decks and like custom deck building. Like I, I think I have more fun actually doing that and like coming up with like, you know, really kooky mechanics to try and, you know, work out for, for each deck that I build. But like the, I found that to be like probably just as fun, if not more entertaining for me than the actual, you know, competitive playing of it. So, like, when I hear that and I'm thinking, like, okay, you only get, like, the possibility of three decks, like, or or two now, I guess. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I'm kind of like, that still doesn't sound like it's enough. But, I mean, for, you know, and and this also coming from somebody who doesn't play the game yet. So, you know, take that, take that for what it's worth. But when I, you know, kind of compare it to, to Magic, like, that's, you know, it just doesn't seem like that's enough and and you know i don't know maybe it'll give them room to to grow as we go forward and maybe they'll you know keep adding more and more you know slots and stuff like that but for me personally it it doesn't sound like that's enough but maybe it is right but i mean it it's been a highly requested feature since the game launched like people have even gone on 
the uh, battle.net forums i've seen multiple posts where they're like look even if you want to make it a microtransaction to give us more deck slots like i'm totally willing to pay you for more deck slots make this happen well i mean that's like how warframe is you know what i mean like you you buy actual inventory slots for your warframes and so you have that option available like okay i can either you know, sell one of these ones that I don't use very frequently, or I can spend a little bit of real money and buy some additional slots. So, you know, I mean, that could be a really smart move. Does, does the game, cause this was made by what blizzard, right? So people do wow and right. stuff like that. So do they already have microtransactions in Hearthstone already or no? They do. Um, right now, the only microtransactions they have is you can buy, card packs okay. uh, with real money, but you can also buy it with the in-game currency. You can also buy the expansion uh, stuff with real money if you want, but you can also buy that with just the in-game currency. Like They do a really good job of blending it all so that you, if you want to pay money to the game, you can, but if you don't, you absolutely don't have to to be competitive. Gotcha. Um, and then they also added new heroes, which are basically just reskinned heroes. Like I think they added uh, a mage and a hunter, if I'm not mistaken. And they're just different. Uh, like functionally, they're exactly the same as the default mage and uh, hunter, but they like say different things and look different so it's purely cosmetic and those can only be with money so it's kind of like a cosmetic planeswalker from magic then right like if you were just to buy like a you know a johnny avatar like that's pretty much what you're yeah okay interesting exactly interesting well, I mean, that's pretty, it sounds like it's pretty awesome then. It sounds like they're finally starting to move in a direction of what, you know, a lot of the fan base and the community wants. And, and I think that's always a good thing. I think that's a great, I think it's always a great thing when developers kind of take the time to actually listen to their community and then try to, you know, be as accommodating as possible. I mean, obviously you're not going to, you know, you're not going to make everyone happy, but at least looking at maybe the most requested features and then trying to get those in there. Uh, it certainly sounds like they're on a, on a good path towards that. So that's, that's a big plus I would say for everyone who plays that game and is a big part of their community. Destiny. Yes. This week said sure. that they are implementing changes to how PVP is yeah. going to work. Oh, so specifically changing again. they're adding. Yeah. They're adding a damage referee is what they're calling it. Which is just a fancy way of saying that the <clears throat> the networking within their PvP matches mm-hmm. is going to be changing a little bit behind the scenes. Okay. So people with better ping are going to have uh, more reliable damage within the Crucible. So... Because there's been a lot of lag switching Mm -hmm. within Destiny, not only within PvP, but also within raids and stuff. Sure. Um, So, in order to combat that, they're making it so that if you have a high ping, you'll be doing more damage more consistently than 
someone with a lower ping. So people with worse connections within the match will find it a lot harder to be competitive. Whereas before it could be a lot easier for them because, you know, on their connection, people are basically standing still. They dole out a bunch of damage. Then when their actions get uploaded to the server, that damage goes through and that person's dead. Whereas the person who had a better ping was sitting there shooting at somebody standing still and nothing at all happened and suddenly they died. And that's, I mean, if this works and it works well, I think that's a great move because in any multiplayer game, that is beyond frustrating. I mean, that is literally, that will kill a game for me. Like if it's constantly bad like that, I'll just quit. Like I got enough games to play. I don't have time to deal with their BS. So it's like, you know, you got to get your shit together or else... I'm going to move on. And, you know, that's, I'm, I'm glad they're doing something though. Like we'll see how well it works. Sure. But at least they're trying and that's probably a step in the right direction. So that's, that's good. It's very good. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Um, and then one final thing for my news. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Google's deep mind. We talked yes. a little bit about that. I saw, I week. saw this. I think I saw what you're going to talk about and it sounds cool. Well, there's two things. Okay. One is this week, DeepMind navigated through a 3D maze on site alone. Nice. Which is crazy. Just so cool. I can't even do that. Yeah, right. And I'm arguably sentient. Arguably. <laughs> there are studies being done right now as to whether or not. <laughs> That statement is true. It's, it's, um, there absolutely is. <laughs> and it's not going well for me. <laughs> so um, we mentioned last week that Google wanted to do like an exhibition yes. match between DeepMind and the top ranked Go player yes. in the world. Um this week they have announced that that is going to happen and it's going to happen sometime between March 9th and March 15th. Oh yeah. And that there should be a live stream of it. That's what I was, I didn't see the maze thing, but I did see, I did see this and that sounds super cool. And I, I hope they do actually live stream it. Like they're talking about, I think it would be awesome to watch that. That's like, you know, potentially going to be a part of history, like the Bobby Fisher thing. Oh it's yeah, pretty sweet. absolutely. Pretty sweet. Groovy. All right, I had one thing to touch on real quick. Um, so Daybreak, who used to be, I believe, Sony Online Entertainment. Um, I, th- I think they just or took they were just Sony Online or something. Like yeah, but that's what I mean. Like they used to be that, and they bought themselves out and changed the name or something. I think I don't remember. The oh, exact. is that what happened? I. I thought they were two completely different studios and SOE went under. So then Daybreak took over like all of their projects. You could be right. I don't, I really do not fully recall. So you could very well be correct on that, but we should look into that. I'm going to look into that for next episode. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, they, anyway, they make H1Z1. Okay. 
And it's been an early access for a while now. I don't think the actual retail is out. I think it's just early access. But anywho, they um, are actually going to break H1Z1 up into two games. Uh, So they're going to have H1Z1 Just Survive and H1Z1 King of the Kill. So apparently they created this mode that's like a uh, Battle Royale type mode. And I guess it became so popular and people were playing that element of it so much that they're like, well, the only way we can really do this justice and keep supporting it the way that we want to without overly affecting the survival side of it is to actually break them up into two different entities. So they're doing that. But the thing that I wanted to point out is that if you buy the early access to the game as it is now, you will actually get both versions. So you have from now up until February 17th to purchase the game. So anybody that wants it, do it now and it'll save you a little bit of money because once they separate the game, they're going to sell both of these for 19.99, which isn't terrible, but if you can get them now for 20 bucks for for both of them, it's 50% off. I would say do it. I mean essentially it's 50% off. Like it's not actually 50%, but it's pretty much buy one get one free at that rate. So if you're someone that's into that game, definitely hop on with that now. Um, it is also going to be coming out on the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 at some point. They do have betas uh, that they want to do on the consoles. No information on when that's going to be, but if you're into that game, now's the time. So yeah, so there's that. Very cool. All right. So we good with news now? Yeah. All right, then let's get into the the meat and potatoes. Ooh, my favorite. As it were. (laughs) I think everyone's favorite. Um, So this week we were playing The Duelist. Yes. I wouldn't say that I was playing it. I would say that it's been playing me. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, so, well then, I guess you haven't been having a very good time with it? Uh, (laughs) How's your experience been? Okay, so, first off, let's just, okay, let's just talk about what the game is. So, essentially, it is kind of, I guess, 8-bit art, sort of, right? I think that's a fair assessment of the art style. It's it's kind of 8-bit-esque. Yeah, it's it's pixelated. Sure, uh, it is a trading card strategy board game. Is the best way that I could probably say that. Yeah, right. I mean, do you have a better That's description a of, assessment. of of what that would be? No, no, not really. Like it, it's very difficult to describe the genre that this game is. Yes. It definitely, you have cards that you collect like in Magic and in Hearthstone, and you build decks out of those cards. Um, you can buy right. cards through microtransactions. You can win in-game gold from doing, you know, the uh, tutorials. And I think you can win some from playing other people from the looks yeah. of it. Yeah? Yes, you can. Okay. And, there, and there's also tons of, like hidden achievements within the game that awards you with different things like gold or uh, card packs, which they call spirit orbs. Um, And there's also like a draft uh, tournament version that they actually just expanded this week. It was 
only on Wednesday and Saturday just because the game's in beta. Um, so there isn't a huge community and they wanted, they didn't want people to be waiting in a queue forever trying to find a match. Right. Um, so it was just on Wednesday and Saturday, but they've expanded that now to Wednesday, Saturday and Sunday. Right. That's the gauntlet, right? I think it's what they were calling that. Yes. So I'll, I'll just, uh, read this really quickly. It's, it's off of their website, so it might do a better job of, of kind of, because I don't want to missell this game to anyone, but so it says a uh, duelist is a competitive strategy game focused on technical combat, squad building, and ranked ladder play. Each battle is a one versus one match between two online opponents. So, and it, it's turn based as well. So you get a turn, you know, you kind of have to figure out your strategy. Like I said, it does have custom deck building. It has six different factions. Uh, the one that I was playing the most as was like the starter one, I think, which was the lion Mm-hmm. Um, some of the other ones look super cool though. Um, I'm not totally sure I'm going to say their name right here, but I think it was like called the Songhai. Mm-hmm. I think and it had kind of seemingly like these little samurai dudes and like a spell that you could like yeah. teleport behind your enemy and stuff. And so like, that's where this game gets absolutely batshit nutty is there is an <laughs> unbelievable amount of, of tactical knowledge it's it's a lot like magic and i would imagine a lot like hearthstone like you really have to know not only what your deck is what your deck's trying to accomplish what its job is but you also need to know that of each of the other five factions that you'll be facing off against because man it gets frustrating when you're like oh i've got this mother effort cornered and then this magic like crazy spell comes out and just does all this ridiculous stuff and you're like wait 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 what is this (laughs) what is that and that's where i found myself a bulk majority of the time because i just you know we just started playing this and (laughs) you will get trashed in a non-alcoholic way very very quickly when you don't know what you're doing so there's that so so were you playing a lot of live matches or were you playing mostly like the tutorial stuff? Yeah, the tutorial. I, I can't even imagine how bad I would oh, be really? at the player. Maybe maybe I'd have a little bit better luck because maybe it'd be like putting me against someone like myself that doesn't know that much about the game yet, but I doubt it. I doubt it. Fair enough. Um, well, I mean, it it is ladder play, so they do kind of keep you within a rank that hopefully you're on a relatively level playing field. Um, I, I went through most of the tutorial stuff. Uh, I actually just this week got all 10 of my, or all 10, all six of my factions up to level 10, nice, which is as high as you can go within the single player game. Mm -hmm. Um, and you get, special stuff for doing that yeah they give you all the basic cards and some gold and cool stuff like that Mm -hmm. uh so i started playing some one-on-one matches and i I do all right um except for today (laughs) i started playing um before we started recording a little bit and i was doing well i was doing really well um i had a quest to play four matches as the magmar faction so first two matches i play and i win i didn't like stomp anyone at all it was 
good matches. Um, and then my third one, I come up against this dude and I, God, I wish that I knew his name. I didn't look at it, but this match ended, uh, within like six turns. Wow. Like he just stomped a mud hole in my face. Um, so much so that when the game ended, the game told me that I didn't earn any XP for that match because you don't earn XP when there isn't enough gameplay going on. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And that pissed me off that's, so bad. That's like some competitive level MTG type stuff, man. Like, Right? A six I mean, drop victory? Like, that's yeah like don't get me wrong i i have tried just you know letting the game time itself out to see if i could you know level stuff up that way which that doesn't work i just wanted to test that Hmm. this match was not that way at all i was sitting there playing for those (laughs) six fucking turns trying my best and this dude just (laughs) annihilated me And so I kind of hope that he didn't get any XP either. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he got more XP. Like, if you injure oh, an opponent he, that he quickly, like did. that's got to be like a flawless victory from like Mortal Kombat or something. And it's like, they did. <laughs> they, that's why you don't get any, is because they actually give him yours. Oh, dude, it was ridiculous. Like, at the, be- the beginning three turns, like... I totally thought that it was going to be my victory. Like it was going to be one sided and then things just switched so quickly and he ended me. It was one sided. So you were just on the wrong side of it. <laughs> I, I really was on the wrong side. Yeah. Of it. Um, which happens. I mean, that's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like anytime you oh, have yeah. a competitive type gaming thing, that, that's going to happen. I mean, there's no way around it. I would oh, say absolutely. that strategy and games. I, are not I was only using game. the basic deck too mm-hmm. so like i hadn't custom built anything Oof. whereas his was custom built to the nines Oof. ouch yeah it was ugly and that's the thing you can spend a tremendous amount of time i think there's like something like over 300 different cards that you can get to work with and and so i mean there's a a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous amount of, of customization and, and deck brewing and building that you could do on this, which is really cool. And I will say this too, the, I love the art style of this game. I, the visual look of oh, it yeah. like is so awesome. And even their, even their like promotional art and like the stuff they have on their website, like for, uh, you know, desktop wallpapers and stuff like that is just absolutely wonderful and uh, like super, super cool looking. And uh, yeah, overall, the gameplay that I've played is super, super, super fun. Like it's it's so much fun. And uh, you know, I do need to get more into the uh, the one v one, like the actual player versus player type stuff. But the reason that I didn't mm-hmm. is because I really wanted to take my time and and really go through all the tutorials because there is a lot to learn about this game, just as there is, I would imagine, any card based competitive deck building game. You know, like, you're certainly not going to walk out and pick up Magic and the next day be playing in, you know, the Magic Pro Tour circuit. Like, it's not going to happen. Um, and it's the same right. thing probably with Hearthstone, too, I'd imagine. Like, there's so much stuff you need yeah. to learn that, like, sitting down and spending the time with the tutorial is absolutely paramount to going forward and not being completely blindsided by just overwhelming opponents that have done that. So, 
I mean, I would definitely recommend that. But I would also, this is also, we should mention, this is also a free-to-play game, which makes it super, super cool that it's free-to-play. And they do have microtransactions like most of the other card-collecting games. Magic Online has them, Hearthstone has them. You can buy, uh, you know, in this it's Spirit Orbs and Magic, it's Booster Packs, stuff like that. So um, it does have that element to it as well. So if that's something you want to do, you can. There is, you know, like we said, there is ways to earn currency from inside of, of the tutorials and playing against other people and stuff like that. So you don't necessarily have to but you know it's probably you absolutely don't have to like they go out of the way to make sure that you can get the things you need to be competitive like they do a a much better job than any other competitive game that i played like i thought that hearthstone was pretty good about this this game is even better like they just throw the currency at you um because there's all of these like random hidden achievements that happen like the other day uh i earned like a hundred gold after i had lost like four matches in a row on a 1v1 and i looked it up and that's an achievement like lose four player versus player matches like they don't have to be consecutive the way that i did it yeah but (laughs) i'm pretty sure i'll hit that one pretty quickly yeah yeah (laughs) it's pretty easy to do i'm not gonna lie i don't doubt it i do not (laughs) doubt it at all so i did throw out on twitter a request for uh other people's you know insight i guess if you will into the game and i actually got uh you know a couple responses from nick delude or yeah am i saying that right nick mm-hmm. delude yeah i think nick so delude, yeah. yeah he is on twitter at i am delude so that's at i m d e l u d e so if you get the chance you want you know he plays this apparently quite a bit i think he plays some other competitive card games and stuff too so mm-hmm. this is kind of what he had to say to say uh so the early game can be all about the mana springs try to use or just deny them play a lot of two drops to accomplish this now i haven't really played against a lot of other people in this game yet but from Mm -hmm. your experience that's pretty sound advice right oh yeah you always want to contest those mana springs at the beginning like at at least two of them the third one i've played plenty of matches where both sides just forget about that third one completely because we have so much threat on either side of the board but yeah like at least the first two cool so the other and and i would agree to that too i mean i would say that you're potentially going to work yourself into a situation of trying to capture the third one and maybe that becomes so much of an objective for you that you're actually missing other really vital things that are happening in front of you and that can certainly lead to defeat um, the other yeah. thing he had to say is if you only uh, built your decks from scratch, taking a look at the mana curves of higher tier decks could also be an eye opener. And then uh, he also recommends Googling uh, popper decks if you don't want to cash oh, in yeah. just yet. And then he says, pick up one you like and stick to it for a while, which again, I think is also really sound advice, like knowing what your deck is constructed to do and you know what its potential is and then you know its strengths its weaknesses and how to utilize and overcome both of those things i think is huge in any strategy based um, card game you know 
uh, that was one of the things that uh, I heard someone say about about magic a long time ago, right? Is that every card in your mm-hmm. deck should have a job, and you should know what that yep. card's job is. Like, you can't just... I mean, you can do this, but you really shouldn't go putting cards in there just because you like them, and you think, hey, I could use this in this scenario that comes up once every 5,000 times I play then maybe you need to take that card out 4,999 times you play, you know, and then hope that the one time you threw it in on the 5,000 time that you actually get that scenario to pop up. Yep. And I, I am really bad at that in magic. Like I, I try to think of all of the possibilities and throw in something for everything. And then my decks just don't work. Sure. And it happens so often. I think we're all guilty of that. And it it can also be really hard to, you know, dissociate yourself from a card that you really like, you know what I mean? Like it can be hard to make that separation and say, okay, like I, I know this card is not doing what I needed to do, but for some reason you just have this endowment to that card that you're, you know, sticking to it. And, and that can sometimes cost you matches. So overall, yeah. I would say, I just want to say thank you to Nick again. That's Nick DeLude. Uh, and everybody go follow him on Twitter. He's, he's posting lots of cool stuff about that and some other card games and things like that. So absolutely go give him a follow on, on Twitter as well. So do you have any other yeah. thoughts about the game that you want to get into? Um, um, I, you know, I have to agree with him that, you know, you, you should try all of the different factions and see what plays better for you. Um, like I went through and leveled up all of the factions and I have to say that Vitruvian was the hardest grind for me because my God, like I won the first maybe two matches against the AI opponents and then lost every single match from there up until level 10 and it was the longest slog I had to go through. That's um, rough. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, with the Abyssian, um, I won every match except one, and that was just because I made a boneheaded mistake during that one match that lost me up until level 10. And there's a lot um, of times where that'll happen. You know, you'll you'll... Oh yeah, Be playing well, and then you just have that moment of lapsed judgment, or you just overlook something, and then phew, it's all over from there. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean this this is it's it's a very intense game. Um, I I really like how quick the matches are. Um, like with magic and hearthstone sometimes matches can go on for you know 30 minutes or more uh with this game it i think the longest i've had for a match is like 10 minutes oh that is pretty good that's not too bad at all um so yeah i mean it's really cool it's it has like a crafting mechanism in it uh which hearthstone also employs where you know if you have multiple copies of this one card you can break it down for um i think it's called spirit in this game actually it might be called spirit also no it's called dust in hearthstone um 
but yeah you can accumulate that and then use that to cash in to build another card that you want or need nice that's pretty awesome so that's yeah it's a really cool mechanic i really can't say a whole lot more oh another thing about duelist that i almost forgot is their card drops seem to be a lot better than other games um when you open a card pack you're guaranteed at least one rare in the pack totally standard for any collectible card game but yeah the the instances of getting good cards in a pack seem to be a lot higher than with other games for instance out of the first five packs that I opened, two of them were ridiculous. Um, the The first one that was ridiculous, four out of the five cards were blue rarity, which I believe blue is rare. I can't remember what each color is, but yeah, four out of the five cards were blue, and then one of them was a common card then opened a couple more packs and got another ridiculous draw which three out of the five were purple rarity and then the other two were commons and i believe that purple is the second highest rarity in the game i think I think that orange is the highest, but I'm not completely sure about that. So yeah, um, you can get really good cards really quickly. The game does a really good job of giving you the things that you need to be to be competitive, which is awesome. Because yeah, I mean a lot of the other a lot of the other games. That's you're right. It's a, it's a little bit more challenging to come across those you know almost essential cards that you know eventually become that way you know they become like the cornerstones of a format so so that's pretty cool that yeah. they're that they do that that way that that's their approach and that's what it seems like uh, it seems like that's really what they're doing with this game at least for right now is that they're really just pushing to make it very very uh accessible and very friendly yeah which i think is a really great thing and again, it's 100% free to play. So, I mean, I would strongly recommend checking it out. The art design's awesome. The sound design is super cool. Like the music and stuff that's in the game is just incredible. The overall concept mm-hmm. of the game is very, very well executed. Very, very user-friendly. There is a learning curve that you do need to be aware of. But overall, it is a great experience. It's a great game. I think somewhere in here we're going to actually play a, a match and try to you know, record it and throw it up on YouTube so that, you know, everybody listening can, can kind of check it out and get an idea of kind of what it is about firsthand visually. Cause I know sometimes it's really hard to just hear a description of something and then be like, Oh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. So that is one of the things we're going to try to do. I think we're going to also try to start getting into, um, some Twitch streaming and stuff like that as well. Um, we're also trying to build, we're also trying to build a list of like awesome gamers on Twitter to follow. So, you know, if you're one of those people, give us a follow and, you know, throw your name out there and recommend some of your gaming buddies and we'll get everybody on that list that we can. And, you know, we want to try to do some Twitch hosting even too, where we're actually hosting other people's channels and stuff like that. Cause we really do want to grow uh, an active community of like-minded gamers. So 
Um, I think that's kind of a lot of what we're looking at doing going forward at least. So, and then of course, obviously we'll always be doing the podcast as well. So, you know, that's always there too. Yeah. And, um, we, we've talked a lot about how this game is similar to card games, sure, like magic, the gathering and hearthstone. But, um, I think the bulk majority of this game is a lot more like a strategy. Yes. Like final fantasy tactics or, uh, fire emblem where, you know, you have to move your units Uh around and, in a way that, um, you know, outmaneuvers your opponent. It's not necessarily, oh, I have this strong card that I'm going to play and I win. Right. Yeah. It's it's not like you can just drop blue eyes, white dragon and the game is over. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, you, you, you do still have a whole <laughs> secondary strategic element to it that is very positional, tactical based movements. It's not... It's not strictly just the card element or the card mechanic. I would say, arguably, that's a big portion of of the meta of the pre gaming. But then, once you get right. into the actual game, there's a whole secondary element that's there as well. So, yeah, absolutely, that's that's really great to point that out. That's very very true. Yeah, and um, uh, one way that this game is very different from most other card games is you don't draw at the beginning of your turn. Um, the draw happens at the end of your turn. Mm-hmm. At the end of your turn, if you don't have a full hand, which I believe is six, then you get two cards or however many cards it would be to make a full hand. Um, you can. However, during... Oh, were you going to talk about the re- the card replacing? I was. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You should. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you I was just. Up. Okay. I was just. <laughs> you gonna were going say, right into it. Yeah. Uh, no, I was. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Yeah. What you. What, the other thing you can do is that once during your turn, you can replace one of your cards for a random card. So you don't exactly get to draw like you do in in a lot of other games, but you do have the ability to at least say, hey. I don't really see this card being beneficial for at least maybe three or four more moves. Give me an opportunity to get something that I could potentially use this turn. Right. And um, it's not completely random because I believe it's hard-coded that if you replace a card, you have zero possibility of getting that same card. Which is good. Which is really good. That's extremely good, yeah. Um, Another thing that I really like is when you play the one versus one matches Mm -hmm. um if if you beat your opponent at the bottom of every match it gives you at least two buttons one is add to like add them to your friends list if you know you enjoyed playing against them or report if you think that something fishy was weird yeah which i i don't think that that'll happen um this game is really well done But if you win, there's a third button that is tip five gold. And I've actually had quite a few matches that I lost that, you know, it was a good match and the person went ahead and tipped me five gold, which is really cool. Like, this is a really good community. Did that guy that, like, beat you down in, like, six turns tip you any gold? Oh, no. No, he didn't. I got nothing from that except just shame and horror. That guy just so brutal. 
He's just like, you know what? You didn't even earn that five gold. You didn't even put up a good enough fight for me to say, here's five gold, you honorable combatant. He was just like, Pfft. he's like, go back to the, the training grounds and learn how to sling cards. Yeah, that's that's pretty much exactly what Man, happened. That's rough. And, and yeah, like I I've I've also tipped uh other people because, you know, I I knew that I was gonna be getting more than a lot more than that sure. because I was about to finish a, a quest or whatever. Um and like they have a daily bonus for wins and all sorts of stuff. Um so gold is not difficult to come by at all and five gold is pretty minuscule yeah it's not gonna with what you earn it's not gonna break your bank yeah exactly it goes a long way to to growing a good you know community of of people that aren't just being jerks in a world that could very easily be the case of that happening especially something like you know this where it's already like a little frustrating to lose, you know, um, especially there, yeah. especially certain ways that you can lose too. I mean, like when you are playing really well and, you know, seemingly victories in hand and then all of a sudden they just get that, that, you know, injure car drop or, or they just outmaneuver you cause you space something or whatever the case may be. Like that's yeah. really frustrating, but Oh man, when you win, that sweet, sweet taste of victory, man. Woo. It does fuel you, like, and I haven't even beat an actual player. I just beat the computer, and I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> so shows you how lame I am with it. But, but yeah, but no, I that is I did not know that. That is extremely cool and extremely uh, classy of people in the community to do that. So mad props to the duelist community for that. Yeah, like I, from what I've seen online, I've looked at their subreddit and I've looked at you know, some of the fan sites and stuff, it seems like a really cool community that everybody wants to help so that, you know, like everyone can be competitive and, you know, there aren't just a couple of people beating the crap out of everyone else kind of thing. Yeah. And I mean, even on Twitter, like I said, like with uh, Nick delude you know what i mean like for him to take a couple of seconds and be like hey man like you know here's some some thought for strategy like check it out like give it a shot like i was like wow that's that's pretty awesome like and 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 that's kind of the funny thing about a lot of games right is that the community behind a game can make or break that game for a lot of people you know and like i think that's one of the biggest reasons that like i've personally stuck with like warframe for so long is a i do enjoy the game but i mean let's all be honest the grind can get to be a little a little meticulous or monotonous rather a little monotonous here or there. And there's times where, you know, you're like, okay, you know, I really kind of just am done with this game for a while. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have somebody that you, you know, play with or whatever that messages you and is like, Hey, like, you know, I really need help farming these resources. And you're just like right back in there. And, you know, and like almost Mm. everybody, I mean, there's a few people here and there, there's a couple bad apples no matter where you go. But for the most part, almost everybody I've encountered inside of, of the Warframe community has been absolutely amazing. And so, I think that's what's going to be the biggest driving point for me to keep playing the the duelist at this point is that the community is super friendly and is super cool. Um, Cause I mean, especially from that, like that guy, you know, Nick didn't have to take his time to do that. Like, and he, and this guy's like already hit like S rank and diamond and stuff like that. So, I mean, like he's playing oh pretty damn well, you know what I mean? 
Like he didn't yeah. have to take any time to be like, yeah, try this dude. Like he could have just been like, Oh, I'm not going to help anybody. Cause I don't want competition, but no, like genuinely <laughs> it seems like a yeah. lot of people do want good quality competition. Uh, and so, you know, that in of itself is going to be what drives me to really keep playing the duelist. So, um, like that's really cool to hear that they're also integrating game mechanics to help, you know, keep the community, or potentially showcase the better side of the community and not so much focus on the negative. So that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I think we've probably covered the duelist pretty well. Yeah, um, I would agree. We do have some, some listener, some geek elite and player versus player, uh, audience questions. If I'm not mistaken. Yes, we do. So Sweet. let's go ahead and get to those question right. time favorite time so answer the questions we, got... we don't really have a song for that i was just just making something else well that's our yeah song that's the now. song question <laughs> time ask them here we will try to answer them for you i don't know i should like auto-tune right, so it or something could... <laughs> sorry we absolutely should our show is like all over the place now people are like what the fuck are we tuning into this guy's singing like some weird ass person over here about answering questions so we got a question from <clears throat> john camarena okay. on facebook awesome he asks will we ever see silent hills no <laughs> and, yeah i i absolutely agree but um but oh go ahead go ahead I was just going to say with what went down with Kojima. um, Yeah. I doubt that we'll ever see silent Hills, but we will probably see a, another silent Hill game at some point down the line. Um, I don't think so. You disagree. It's done. Okay. It's silent Hills. gone. No no more silent Hill. Well, cause here's the, well, cause here's, here's why that series is just dead. Well, here's why though. Cause Konami. Okay. Done making games. Mm -hmm. They're done. They're not making, no, they, they, they are, they're, they're moving away from it. Like entirely. Like they don't even want to make games anymore. They want to make that kerplinko shit or whatever it is it's some gambling machine or something that's oh yeah yeah i'm totally saying pachinko Pachinko, there you go um no relation to al pacino um totally different words even no so they're they're like i fully believe okay i do not have any insider information other than what's been Mm -hmm. rumored and said but this is just my personal belief on this they're done they're gonna focus on what's making them money and it isn't triple a games anymore it just isn't now my thoughts on silent hills are yes we're, we're never going to see silent hills which sucks because pt was let's just be honest and cut all the bs absolutely a fucking masterpiece which is crazy because like i literally still have it on my playstation i refuse to delete it i have it backed up on like three different hard drives because i'm like there is no way i am losing this thing because it is absolutely fucking incredible so, with that being said, here's what I do think is going to happen. We do know that uh, Hideo Kojima has left them, and he has mm. started his own production company, Kojima Productions. Now, the cool right. thing that he's come out and said is, you know, we're going to focus on games first, but we're also going to do other content stuff too. And maybe a lot of people don't know this, but Kojima originally wanted to be a film director and he's absolutely huge into film and all that stuff. So I think we're also going to see 
you know, maybe at some point Kojima Productions doing films and stuff like that. But more to the point of 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 this, he still has a really good relationship with uh, Guillermo del Toro, who he was collaborating with on Silent Hills. So what I think is going to happen is I think at some point we are still going to get a horror-based video game very much in line with what PT and Silent Hills was going to be. It just won't be branded Silent Hills, and it probably won't have anything to do with Konami, which is, quite frankly, let's be honest, probably a really, really good thing. Um, so, yeah, I'm not. we're not going to see that by that title, but I definitely think we are going to see a game from them at some point that is very much what that game was going to be, because there's no reason not to at this point. Like, he has his, his the the relationship with Del Toro. He has his own studio. He's wanted to get away from Metal Gear and do other things creatively and flex his muscle for a number of years now. So I feel like that's what's going to happen, you know? Um, yeah. Will that be their first game? Probably not. But I think we're definitely going to get something along that line from them at some point, which I am stoked about so stoked about it like if and i know you won't play pt because you don't like horror games but it's true holy, i don't do horror holy crap that like you you should at least sit down and 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 just try to go through it because what they managed to accomplish with such a small like little playable teaser is just absolutely incredibly cool and it's so so well executed so yeah you know, the whole internet agrees with you, so I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't need to experience it. <laughs> you can, like, watch me play with, like, you know, the lights <laughs> on and, you know, armed guards or whatever. I don't know. We'll, we'll hire the Ghostbusters to come hang out with us while we do it. Okay, maybe. Yeah. Maybe yeah. then. Uh, let's see. We also got a question from Joseph Flores. Awesome. And he asks, will Final Fantasy XV live up to the hype? It's been in development for 10 years. Do you want to, do you want to start us off with that one? Um, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, let's, okay, let's back up for just a second. And, and so, because okay. we have a lot of people that don't really know us that well yet, because we're, we're still establishing the show and everything. So, right. are you a Final Fantasy fan? I, you know... Had you asked me that 10 years ago? Yes, absolutely. Oh however, however, I'm at- I haven't, I haven't been excited for a final fantasy game mm. in a long time. I, the last final fantasy game that I played mm-hmm. was final fantasy 14. Sure. The uh, online realm reborn. Yeah. yeah. I love that game. It's extremely fun. I like it for the reasons that most people probably don't Mm -hmm. because I love the mining in that game and the crafting. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which is not to say that the the combat and all of that stuff isn't good. It is very Mm -hmm. good. I just really enjoy the crafting side of it a lot more. Um, Which is funny because I'm right there with you on that. Like, I don't know how much, and not even so much the mining, but like the fishing, which is like, which is really weird because like, I'm not like a big fisherman in person, like in real life. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, I kind of tend to get a little bored because I'm like, 
I'm just sitting here and waiting for somebody to bite my, you know, hook and blah, blah, blah. And I don't really yeah. find it relaxing. I find it more agitating because I'm like, you know, why won't you bite my hook, you son of a fish? Like, come on, <laughs> you know. But but for some reason, inside of Final Fantasy, loved it. Loved it. Yep. I don't know why. The, there were so many yeah. times because we both were playing. Oh, uh, man. Final Fantasy fourteen for like a solid month, right? Like religiously, sure. and every time that one of us would jump on, we would like message each yeah. other and be like, "Hey, what are you up to?" And if you were asking me, I was like, "Oh, I'm mining. just mining," and if I asked you, it was, "Oh, I'm out here doing some fishing." Yep. And you know, if they made that game free to play, I would, I would. I would start playing again in a heartbeat. I just don't have, oh, absolutely, you know, the the time and money to put fifteen dollars into it. And that's not to say that that is unfair. It is not. Like this is coming from the guy who had three effing accounts to Star Wars Galaxies. I bought three full retail copies of Star Wars Galaxies. I bought three copies of all the expansions. You know, I was paying forty five bucks a month to play SWG. Okay, so I, I yeah. and that's like before the you know the pre NG and all that stuff. Like they totally butcher that game that's a that's a conversation for another time because i'm gonna get on a whole nother tangent there but you know i don't have a problem pl- paying monthly subscriptions to games i do have a problem playing paying for them when i don't have time to play them though and that's what's unfortunate like if right. they made that free to play and i could hop on and play like you know an hour to you know a week or whatever i would still totally play oh, yeah. that game as much as i as much as i could but i just don't yeah i just don't have the time to do that right now so but anyway, carry on. No, Sorry. I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, you know, I think that the asking price for the time to play that game is well worth it. Yeah. $15 a month. Absolutely. It, it's a really good game. Absolutely worth that price. What I don't like, same as you, is that I don't know that I'm going to have enough time to play that sure. game to get that amount of the value uh, to get the value out of your yeah out of your to get the value sure. that I've paid for sure. it. So I mean, if they made it so that it was actually timed, like you were paying for literal hmm. play time, that might be an interesting approach. Game, I would absolutely do it. Like they like so like you just pay I, fifteen bucks and you get guaranteed thirty days of access. So like even if you access exactly. it and play for an hour, you still get like yep. that counts as one day. Yeah, I would be cool. I would totally do that. I would be so down with that if that was the case. That might actually be an even better strategy than like all this stuff with like, you know, free to play. Like that's a pretty good strategy. Right. Why haven't people done this yet? I don't know. It's a good question. Well, maybe maybe someone will hear this and they'll get on that. Yeah. So Um, um, going back to it now. Oh. Yes, so Final Fantasy fifteen. Uh will it live up to the hype? I think it will. It looks extremely good. Um I'm not particularly excited for it just because I have so many other games that I'm so interested in. Right. I honestly don't have the time to play another giant final fantasy epic like that and and that's a that's a really good thing to consider too right is because you know it's final fantasy it's a safe assumption 
that it's going to be a very time-committed game. So, you know, usually when I think yes. of Final Fantasy, I think minimum of 100 hours. And that oh, you know, yeah. may or may not be accurate 100% of the time, but that's just instinctively what I go to when I think of Final Fantasy, you know? And I would say... That is the way I approach those games. Right? Yeah. Like, I'm putting in at least 100 hours Absolutely. with it's it. It's the same thing when I see Fallout, Skyrim, you know, any yep. Elder Scrolls, right? Like, I'm instantly like, okay... Here's 100 hours gone, just instantly gone. Oh yeah. So yeah. So totally agree. Even if the even if the story is only like, oh, the story is like two hours. I'm like, no, it doesn't matter. There's a world there that I can explore every <laughs> nook cranny yep. of. Is 100 hours minimum, you know? And for me, like, I am a really big Final Fantasy fan. I've I've always been a real big, uh, you know, fan of, of Final Fantasy. And yeah, I mean, I I've loved ones that people hated too you know what i mean like seven obviously was awesome i loved eight even though most people didn't like it you know oh i'm right there with you yeah like i I think that eight is better than seven we're gonna start a holy war by saying that but gamers unite and destroying us um no i but i agree with you too and it's just because that personally from a personal level for whatever reason eight just resonated more with me when i was playing through it and so like it's just stuck with me uh longer and it's not to say that Seven's a bad game. It's not. Certainly looking forward to the Seven remake that they're doing. I think that's such a great idea. And I think it's a great way to give fans something that they want, too, you know, because I think people have been kind of, yeah. you know, asking for that for a really long time. The thing with Final Fantasy Fifteen is, you know, the fact that it's been in development for 10 years, it doesn't bother me at all because it it's not... Has it been a development? Sure. Has it been an active development for 10 years? No, absolutely not. It's been sitting there with a concept shelved in development for a long time. And, you know, they finally got to a point where, you know, they're like, well, we can finally take this off the shelf and actually do something with it. And, you know, let's be honest, uh, Final Fantasy 14, it came out. It was almost a disaster for Square Enix and, and, um, that I think really hurt 15's chances of coming out even earlier because they had to kind of completely move everybody on onto fixing uh, Final Fantasy 14, and 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 that's fair. That's totally fair because that's a huge investment yeah. to do an MMO. So you know I don't have any problem with that, and I think the fact that they actually took the approach of potentially. Because, uh, again, I don't know exactly how it went down, but seemingly taking and shelving 15, getting that back on track, and then going back to it, I think is a better idea than, you know, sitting there and saying, okay, well, we have all these problems. Let's just rush another game out and not do it right, you know? Right. And, uh, you know, I didn't um, I didn't get to play, like, so there was, like, a thing that if you bought, uh, what was it, like, Final Fantasy XO or something like that, that... Uh, you yes. could you could get a small access to like a demo for Final Fantasy 15 and I didn't get to play that but I watched a lot of uh you know stream streamers and and Twitch stuff like that and a lot of like YouTube right. uploads and stuff like that too that you know people had played through it and it looks great like it looks really cool the whole concept of like kind of being you know this team that travels around in your car and you're kind of like on a road trip I mm. think sounds really cool, and I think it's something a little bit different for the franchise, but in a good way. So I, yeah. I definitely think it's going to deliver. I, I don't think there's been a Final Fantasy that's ever come out that's just been so god-awful that everyone has burnt their copies of the disc and, and went on a rampage to <laughs> you know burn down all of the development you know team and stuff like that. I mean, sure, they've had some that weren't as good as the others, but, like, let's be honest. Like, there is something just usually 
I, I can't even say usually. There is something in every single Final Fantasy game that makes it somehow special and worth your playthrough, even if it doesn't quite live up to your, your Final Fantasy standards of the other games. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're classics. It's a classic franchise yeah. for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So hopefully, hopefully, uh, Mr. Joey Flores, that, uh, or Joseph Flores, I should say, that's, you know, hopefully that answered your question. All right. So then we have a couple questions from Ramon Garcia again. Oh, awesome. What up, Ramon? All right. So he asks, yes. are either of you picking up Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2? Um, I really enjoy uh, the first one. I haven't played it as much as I probably would have liked to, but it is a ridiculously fun game to play through. Um, just hop on and have some ridiculous shooter fun with ridiculous plant and zombie characters um so i'm definitely looking at the second one um, when's it come out do we know do we know a release date for uh, plants versus zombies garden warfare 2 not off the top of my okay. head i would have to look it up i feel like it's um, next month but i could be wrong oh uh it actually is supposed to come out this month oh at the end of the month there you go. on the 23rd so it comes out on the 23rd of February. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so I never played the first one. And that's not that's not because of anything with the game or anything. It's not because it was like bad or people talked crap about it or it didn't look interesting. It definitely did. I just I just didn't get around to it. And and I feel like that's kind of the unfortunate nature with this too, right? Is that it's going to be coming out at the end of the month, you know, I, I've got a whole backlog of games that I'll never get to, unfortunately. Um, let's just be honest. I mean, I would love to, but there's no way. I, I do as well. Yeah, I mean, I would like have to clone myself and then replicate those clones, like to you know, degre, you know, degre. I can't even say a deteriorated Xerox level or some shit, where like it's running out of ink just to even make a dent in it. But the other, the other <laughs> problem with it is, is that you know, the division's right around the corner. I mean, I still already have like, you know, a lot of games that I want to get to that are, have just come out fairly recently, you know, like the witness. Um, I definitely, definitely want to get to the witness. I think we might actually be, um, trying to get to that soon so that we could talk about it on here. If, if you're down with that, I would like to do that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe we can bring, um, maybe we can get crows on here to talk about it with us too. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, I, it's not to say that I don't want to. I definitely do because I know, you know, uh, a lot of our friends and stuff like that are are probably going to be picking it up too because it does sound super fun. It's just that, it, and again, this is not me saying that games shouldn't cost as much, but it's sixty dollars. You know, it's a full retail price for a game, which is fine. I'm sure it's totally worth that. But like, you know, I don't know if I really want to spend that on it right now, you know, because I've already, you know, got the division pre-ordered. I got to pick the witness up. Got to look at, you know what I mean? Like, and again, yeah. that's not to say that that game is not worth <laughs> that value. It very well could be absolutely worth it. I'm sure that it is. It's just, you know, there comes a point where you have to, as a person, you just have to look at your budget and say, okay, well, I can get this or I can get that. And, you know, for me, at least the division wins. You know, and and right. again, not to say that one's better than the other. It's just I'm more interested in the division, and it won out. So, so yeah. I mean, that's yeah. yeah, that's where I'm at on that. 
It does look. I'm right it, there with it you. It does look great, though. It looks super fun. It looks like it would be hella entertaining. Just um, I might have to pick it up later. You know. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, especially if EA ends up giving it away for free again this year, like sure. they did Garden Warfare One. Right. Um, right. Then I'm absolutely picking it up. If not, I might pick it up later. Right. Uh, he also asks, what do you believe are the chances of actually getting an open beta for the division? Well, um, personally, I think it's, it's a question of when, not if I think that realistically it's something that has to be done. And I, and the reason I say that is the closed beta did not in any way, shape or form test the servers. You know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe on the most minimal scale possible, like, you know, maybe mm-hmm. like the tip of the iceberg that sunk the Titanic, but like that iceberg obviously goes way deep under under the water, right? So in thinking of this, like it's almost a no-brainer to me to have an open beta. Number one, because you need to stress test the bejeebus out of those servers to make sure they're ready for the eighth when your game launches, number one. Number two, I also feel like you almost are obligated to do it at this point because of how much problems they had getting people into, quote unquote, a guaranteed beta. Now, sure, they had legal fine print that nobody saw because it was smaller than you would ever be able to see with even probably a, you know, a microscope. But, and, and, you know, like we kind of expect that. I mean, that stuff happens. It's fine. I'm not, I don't think, I mean, maybe there's some angry people about it. I'm not, I'm, I, which, you know, I mean, I shouldn't say that anyway. I got in. So people are like, well, F you, cause you could say that. But even if I hadn't, I still wouldn't be that upset about it because I, I mean, it's just one of those things you kind of have to understand. Like it, it's. It happens, right? And so maybe that wasn't the smartest yeah. marketing thing for them to say, but it happens. So I feel like you almost have right. to, on good faith, do an open beta and extend it to a good number of these people that didn't get to experience the closed beta, if that makes sense. I I agree with you. Um, you know, I think there is a really good chance that we are going to get an open beta for The Division before it launches. Um at the same time, I could also see it easily going the other way. I sure. could absolutely see them just launching the game and not having an open beta. But since it's been rumored so heavily, I feel like they're probably going to do it. Now, like, since we're talking about The Division, let's let's take a little... Cause, and I, I don't know, I have a feeling that this is going to happen like... Every like, I feel like we could honestly just do a whole separate podcast about the division, right? <laughs> like, and and probably we could, we we could. We, I know we could, especially once it comes out. I know we could, but we're we're not going to do that, obviously. But um, I feel like the thing with this is that I agree. I could see it going either way. But the thing that I've I've heard recently that I'm I'm kind of like, and I was going to ask you if you had heard this, but. I've heard that the game only has, at launch, 15 PvE missions. And that is a little, um, potentially, potentially, a little concerning to me. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if if they're like that main story mission, if there's 15 of those, I'm okay with that. Totally okay with that. 
how long did it take you to play through that? Do you remember? I don't I don't even remember at this point. It didn't seem like it was super, super long. It it wasn't super right. long, but it was probably the better part of an hour. So fifteen hours is and again, this is yeah. all very speculation based. There's there's as far as I know, there's no hardcore evidence of this being the case. I was just curious. Right. But but there were also a lot of side quest type stuff. There was plenty sure. of stuff to do. Sure, sure. There's, so there is. I'm yeah, completely fine. And with I would that. say the other thing that that's that's really appealing is that sure, maybe there's only 15 missions. You can argue that that's then potentially 30 because of the you know standard difficulty, hard difficulty. I'll give you that. Even right. The biggest thing is is that you know there's there's also a crafting system that we didn't experience mm-hmm. at all. So, you know, that that can also potentially take up a good chunk of your time going out and harvesting resources, which that's what you're doing when you're picking up the, you know, the electronics and, you know, the weapon parts and things like that. You're you're collecting crafting components. Fabric was another one I think that was in there. And uh, you know, mm-hmm. so that's obviously going to eat up some time as well. And then there's also been a lot of rumors about raids, like PVE raids existing within side of the division. Again, no guarantee of any of this no concrete evidence this is all just you know he said she said gamer talk but i feel like that would make sense i feel like you do need other in-game content besides just the dark zone and i think that we're gonna see that happen here i think they're keeping it very quiet but they've done that with the entire narrative pve side of the entire game has been very hush hush and that's either going to be a really good thing or it's going to be a really bad thing. Um, no matter what, though, I know I'm going to put a lot of time into this game because I I put a lot of time into the beta, and I, I really yeah. loved it. I love the mechanics. I love the graphics. I love all that. So I'm not super concerned. I, I just, you know, I heard it, and I was like, wow, that doesn't sound like a lot of content. So it's it's a little concerning, but I still, you know, I still have faith that it'll it'll be fine. So... I was just curious if you had heard that as well on either the, the missions or the raid one. Uh, no, I, I mean, yeah, I hadn't heard that. Um, so he also asks, okay. are either of, or have either of you used or seen the new operators for rainbow six siege? I haven't been on, rainbow six in a couple weeks so i have not i haven't even seen what they're supposed to yeah, be Yeah. so okay so they are canadian counter-terrorist operatives okay um the 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 female one who is the defender she has a her like special ability if you will is like a, mm-hmm. uh, it's called the welcome mat and it's like a little thing you put down and it's basically a bear trap and so when you step in it, oh, it geez. clamps up on your leg and like instantly puts you into a, a down status and you, you, oh you God. can be revived, you know, sometimes, but sometimes your health's so low that it yeah. just, and you're, you're just done. And, and so that's, yeah. it, it's, it's effing terrifying, um, uh, playing against oh, it. My God. Cause yeah, I literally, as soon as they, they were like, you know, they put something up on Twitter, like, Hey, the, the black eyes, uh, operation black eyes is now live. Two new maps, two new operators. It's, you know, 100% free of the game. Go check it out, right? So I'm like, oh, sweet. Mm. It's 100% free. Like, why would you buy the season pass? Well, so here's the story behind that. The season pass <laughs> gets you the operators for free in terms of the in-game currency. 
So everyone, whether you have the season pass or not, gets access to these two operatives a week after they go live. So you also get one week exclusive with the season pass. However, Mm -hmm. here's where it gets crazy. From what I saw, the operators were like 45,000 renown points or something ridiculous like that. Oh my God. And with the update, they also have lowered the renown payout for Terraston. So, like, before we were getting, like, three, four, maybe 800 renowned, depending upon the difficulty and and whether you completed the objective or that. Now Mm. we're getting, like, 30. So, yeah, and I have a feeling that the multiplayer side is really suffering, and so they're doing this to push people, you know, to force them to try and play the multiplayer side, which I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm sorry, but I'll play it here or there. But I, you know, I got that game to play Terrorist Hunt, and if I can't get those operators to wait later, screw it. Like, I'm totally cool rocking Thermite or Twitch or whatever. Um, Yeah. They are are really uh, cool-looking operatives, though. Like, they definitely both seem really, like, cool uh the 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 guy i don't i don't know what his i don't know what his special ability is because i haven't really i've seen him but like i don't i don't really know what it is um yeah i just (laughs) well ramon said that personally he doesn't think the attacker seemed all that great okay so the uh buck buck b-u-c-k is the name of the canadian operator and his special uh, ability thing is that he has an underbarrel shotgun attachment on his weapon. So, okay. who cares? What? Yeah, I, I guess. mean, yeah. I mean, I... The bear trap, awesome, super cool, <laughs> terrifying. Like there was a part where uh, one of our guys, uh, cannon fodder, uh, which is a guy in our, our gaming group. Well, let's clarify that. Like we were on the the map where you're like in the the like garage or whatever, and there's like they can mm-hmm. blow through the ceiling and there's like a little drop down thing. He totally put the right. little bear trap thing underneath the drop down point. Brilliance, oh pure effing God. brilliance to watch. Like and I, and then like I can just imagine it in real life. I'm like how effing terrifying and and horrible would that be to be like I'm about to <laughs> drop down this thing and f up some people and then boom this bear trap just clamps down and cuts your whole leg off awesome so under barrel shotgun who cares i don't care (laughs) fair enough i really yeah sorry don't that makes a lot of sense i still want rb6 to let us choose the attacker or the defender for whatever mission we're on i think it's stupid that we can't do that that's all i have to say about it yeah it would be nice if they had like custom game matches that we could set up absolutely um but unfortunately they don't have that yet nope, so no, they don't that's that so with that uh, well, i think we've talked quite enough for this episode i believe so yeah. um so again i'm chris and, um yep go ahead you can find me <laughs> on facebook and twitter and all that fun stuff um at wizard www.yzerd uh you can also look us up on uh, players versus pixels on facebook and, and on twitter geek elite radio oh and on yeah. twitter um th- there's ways to get a uh, in contact with us yeah. if you contact me specifically on social media there's a good chance that i won't see it for like a month <laughs> uh, i'm just gonna say oh. that right now i'm bad with social media However, Richard yes. is much more involved, and so is the rest of the Geekly Radio yes. uh, staff, if you will. 
Yeah, I would say uh, go check out geekleetradio.com. That has links to pretty much all the social media stuff. Yeah, like you said, we're on Twitter and Facebook at Players vs. Pixels. I'm on Twitter and Facebook under the you know my gamer name, which is Ry Cohen. So it's R-I-C-O-W-N. Uh, and like Chris said, yeah, I'm very active on Twitter and on Facebook. So you know, feel free to throw the stuff on there, and I will get back to you as quick as humanly possible. So there we go. And with that... Is there anything else you want to say really quick? No, All right, so that's with it. That, geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.